Hey, awesome people. Welcome back to KD Time with your host, me, Keone. Hope you guys are doing all right and staying safe. I know it feels like I've been going for a minute, but I'm back. That's a line from a Touch It remix by Busta Rhymes, sung by Lloyd Banks. If you listen to the whole song, he has a lot of different artists on the song, but that line specifically is by Lloyd Banks. The real line is, I know it feels like I've been going for a minute, but I'm back chinchilla iced on with a fitted. I don't have on a fitted. And he was definitely wearing a blue furry jacket, and it's too hot for that. Anyway, I'm always singing. And, you know, literally the past weekend, my girlfriends and I were singing almost every few minutes, like literally every few minutes. Songs just came that easy. And we played a a game called Song Association or Word Association. It's a really fun game. It's where you use a word and you think of songs that are, you know, that are that are in the song. You use the word that's in the song. For example, if someone was to say the word hot sauce, I'd say I got hot sauce in my bag swag from Formation by Beyonce. I mean, it's really fun. I suggest you guys try it sometime with your friends and family. And, you know, it's really interesting to hear what people come up with. Anyway, in the last episode, I celebrated making 10 episodes. Yay me. And that was amazing. In this episode, episode 11, I have three topics that I want to talk about. First up, I did a poll on Twitter on which people attend more, like which event people attend more comparing bridal showers versus baby showers and the results were just as I expected you know um and then next topic is my camp Sunshine Acres I've I've casually talked about it here and there in previous episodes so you've probably heard it and this time I'm actually going to explain what it is and who they are and the last topic is about being relevant on social media what does it take for a post to go viral and those are the three topics i'm going to talk about today or on this episode so sit back relax and enjoy i'll be right back hey gang welcome back from the break so a few weeks ago I was curious about something. It was right after I went to a baby shower and simultaneously one of my best friends was attending a bridal shower. And it occurred to me that she probably attends more bridal showers and I attend more baby showers. And so, you know, this bestie of mine, she goes to weddings a lot. Like so there's there's like a few every year for her, you know, with this whole pandemic, I know that people are putting their putting their weddings on pause and they're sort of just taking a step back trying to figure things out which the same as the baby showers are put are on on pause but you can't pause a baby from coming the baby is still gonna grow and it's still gonna come so you know you can't really put that on pause but yeah people are putting the showers and all these different things on pause because of the pandemic and you know with the different phases now we are more we are more able to go out and have a good time in a public area or in an open space outside instead of being cooped up in the house where you could possibly transfer COVID. But anyway, so it it got me to thinking and I was just kind of like, huh, which do people attend more? Do they go to more bridal showers? Do they go to more baby showers? And I was biased a little bit because I felt like, you know, the obvious winner would 
the baby shower. And so, you know, I did a poll on Twitter at KD Time Podcast, and I didn't get very many votes. But like I said, the obvious winner was baby shower. The winner was baby shower. And I thought to myself, why is that a thing? Why do people attend more baby showers? And then I thought, it's really just because more people are having babies in comparison to people getting married, you know? And when I was growing up, when I was growing up, marriage was the farthest thing, nowhere near close to being on my mind. And I'm a millennial, you know? And so, like, I looked it up, and millennials and Generation Zs, they aren't getting married as fast or as much as previous generations. And it's not really because we don't want to get married. It's because, like, and I've read something that said it's really because we want to look for love. And we want to be in love when we find our soulmate or when we find the person that we want to spend the rest of our lives with. And another reason, which I think this one's my personal reason, is because that when you get married, that's commitment. And a lot of the times we, I see that people... Like, like divorce has a high has a high rate. Like there, the percentages of people who actually stay married compared to people who get divorced is unfair. There are more divorce rates than there are marriage, and that's sad. And so, you know, when I was younger, I went my very first wedding. I believe it was one of my it was one of my uncles. He got married, and I was I think I had just hit. I just hit double digits or something like that. I was, I was, it was pretty, I think they've been married for about 15, 16 years now, or maybe, maybe more. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah, they've been married for, for that long. And when I went to that wedding, I thought it was a beautiful wedding. The wedding dress was gorgeous. The bridesmaids dresses were gorgeous. The groomsmen looked handsome. The, 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 the ceremony itself was beautiful. My uncle sang to his bride, and I cried because I love when my uncle sings. He has an amazing voice, an amazing voice. And and I was just sitting there like, this is amazing. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I was just so excited because it was like my very first wedding that I could remember, you know. And I'll tell you right now, I fell in love with the wedding which a lot of people do they fall in love with the wedding aspect they don't actually fall in love with the marriage i didn't fall in love with the marriage which is why marriage was nowhere near close to being on my mind the thought of commitment are you kidding me that's serious business okay that's serious business and you have to you know be willing to compromise and talk and and you know work things out with one person for the rest of your life and if it's not the right person divorce is crap <laughs> like it's too much money divorce is a lot of money okay and I, it's just it's just a lot so yeah i think that like a lot of people my age we just don't want to deal with that kind of stuff like that's just a lot <laughs> we're not even we're a lot of us are still struggling to pay off school debt and all this other stuff that we're doing i don't think we can handle a, a divorce on top of that if it you know god forbid it happens like that we just we just date and we either just like love being together and happy and not really making or taking that next step and that's just that's just what it is you know we're trying to think more about who 
we're going to be with for the rest of our, rest of our lives. When I was younger, I had a plan. It didn't involve marriage until much later in life. It did not. And now I'm like, wow, not a lot of my friends are my age are married. Not a lot of them are. And I thought like, hmm, you know, that's interesting. But in comparison, there's still babies popping out. <laughs> there's still babies coming through. And a lot of my classmates from high school or junior high school or even elementary are parents, but they're not married. You know, like it's I see babies, I see kids, I see young people like some of my uh, co-workers have children, but they're not married. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that's wrong or anything because it's not. It's just that this is what this is. This is what I see. You know, this is this is the environment that I grew up in where people would have children before they got married. And if you think that marriage is costly, babies cost a lot of money. Babies cost a lot of money. And that's 18 years, 18 years, 18 years, you know, like that's a long time. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just interesting that both parties, like a shower for a bride or a shower for a baby, it just it's it's pretty simple it's just a party where you give gifts you shower the person with gifts and personally i've attended more baby showers than bridal showers i think in my entire life i've probably participated in a handful of bridal showers and that's a huge maybe that's a maybe i did because i think off the top of my head i think i really attended two i think i attended two bridal showers that i can remember yeah, so shout out to those marriages because they're still going strong. Whoop, whoop. Anyway, you know, I've been to a lot of baby showers. And like I said before, you can't really pause a baby from coming. Like that, you can't pause that. It's, it's, a baby's gonna come. So, because it's funny, like I was reading some of the answers to the poll and some somebody said, oh, you know, I just think that these showers are a cash grab. And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole idea. But it's not a cash grab in a sense that, oh yeah, we're just whipping out our wallets and dropping bills on these on these showers. No, like we're helping these two events before they get to the point where it changes their life forever. When you have when you have a baby shower and you're giving them baby gifts and you're giving them things that they need as parents for this baby. It's not because it's just it's just you just giving them gifts. It's really because you're trying to help them be great parents. You're trying to help them so they don't have to worry about it, you know, by the time the baby comes. Because that's the right thing to do. You, you want to help your friends and family when they're about to have a baby. And with brides, you just you just want to be you want to be helpful in that way too. You want to give them things that they'll they'll need before they become a wife. Okay? Before they become a wife and a husband. Things change after that event. So, it's nice for us as friends and family to help them whether it's giving them money or actual gifts. It's nice, okay? But yeah, I've been to more baby showers than bridal showers and most people have to which is not surprising i know that there's a lot of factors that play a role in why i specifically have only been going to baby showers for the majority of my life in comparison to bridal showers but that's a thing and it is you know 
but I thought it was interesting and I wanted to spark the conversation and share it with you guys on the podcast. Anyway, stay tuned for topic number two for Sunshine Acres. Hey guys, don't forget to subscribe for weekly updates. There's new episodes every week and you can send feedback by following me on Twitter and Instagram at KDTimePodcast. I'd appreciate hearing from you. Thanks. Welcome back, y'all. So, Sunshine Acres. Sunshine Acres... It's a camp. It's a camp that's located in Ellenville, Napanock, New York. And it's a great outdoor sleepaway camp that's been around for over a hundred years. It was established in 1909. It started in Long Island, but moved over to upstate New York due to the expansion. And it's one of the best camps that I've ever been to in my entire life. Like I've been to a lot of summer camps growing up, mostly here in the city, where, you know, you go for a few hours and then you come home at the end of the day. But this was my very first sleepaway camp. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, I didn't go as a camper, but I, I was a counselor. And it was my very first time. I had, I had never heard of it before before attending. And it was, it was amazing. I mean, one of the camp's main purposes is to give young children a better understanding of who Jesus is and his impact in their lives as well as how to strengthen their relationship with him. And I thought that I thought that's really cool. Like it's you know, there's there's a, it's open to all people. It's open to all campers, all all religions and everything like that. So when you know the kids come up there, they're learning about Jesus and they're they're opening their minds to who he is, you know? And they could bring it home and and teach teach others what they learned and so I worked at this camp for about 10 years I started in 2008 went there almost every summer my last year working there was in 2017 and I've been in almost every permission position I'm sorry I've I've been in almost every position that they had to offer literally starting with junior counselor (laughs) I did so many different things I was a junior counselor I helped in the kitchen. I I was a a sort of like a rover, which meant like a substitute. I did that for a little bit, but I wasn't that wasn't like one of my official titles or anything like that. And the, my final year, I was the program director. So I, you know, worked myself up the ladder. And I was a program di- director, which was quite an adventure. I did that for 2 years in a row which was awesome, but my last, my final year was one of the most memorable years of my life. The very first year and my very last year were the two most memorable years of my entire life. Because that first year, I didn't know that there were more people, young people who were my age who, you know, were struggling with a lot of different things. Like my, my experience growing up you know I went to church every Sunday and everything like that and did you know Bible school and Sunday school and everything like that but I never really had a close close relationship with God and I honestly thought that that was something that I could wait 
to do when I was older. And it was funny because a lot of my, um, a lot of my experiences have taught me that that is not the case. You know, you can, you can learn about Jesus at any time of your life. It's good to start young, but at the same time, you know, if you're anything like me and you're young, you're kind of thinking, eh, I've got plenty of time. And then you get older and you're like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I don't have that much time. Anyway, so so my last year, the theme was Anchor in the Sea. And C as in the capital letter C to represent Christ. And Anchor in the Sea as in, you know, the sea, the body of water. And so, so it was just, you know, it was rooted based, based in the themes of water and how water was very significant in the Bible. It's used for a lot of different things. But yeah, so, so this camp, you, you work with people, with a group of people for about six weeks straight and everything is jokes. Everything is jokes. Everything is clowning around. And I think that a lot of the times, a lot of the times we, we would just crack about, crack up about the dumbest stuff. Like I'll give you an example. I think in my very first year, my very first year, I didn't realize that we would actually have the kids sleep outside because we, at the camp, there are, there are actual cabins. So you can, you know, you can use these large cabins to house these children and everything like that and so I didn't realize that we had to sleep outside mind you this was my first year I had no idea what to expect or anything like that and so me and the other girl counselors mind you it's also it's co-ed there's boys and girls but boys stay on all the way on a different side of the on a different side of the campgrounds and we girls stay on on another side anyway so yeah we were outside you know practically cracking up because it was a long night and we weren't we were tired we were so tired and everything was just too funny and i think we we are our campgrounds are right next to a farm and at the time we heard a loud cow you know, make his make his moo sound. He's just Moo <laughs> like very loudly. He's just Moo. And we started cracking up. We started cracking up. And it was it was as if that cow told the funniest joke you ever did hear. And so we made we made jokes and we basically like we were just kind of like I don't know how the topic came up, but we started talking about the length of of cow tongues. And we were just kind of like, tongue of cow? Cow tongue? Tongue of cow? Like, ew, I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. But it was the funniest thing. And then the next day, we actually remembered. I don't know how we remembered. But we it became a joke throughout the rest of the six weeks. And then it came back the next year because we it was just too funny. But that's just how things were, you know. When you were, when you work with a group of people and you're, you're there for six weeks you just like things are things are hilarious the kids were great the counselors were great the other people on staff were great and I had a blast every year and I'd always have a feeling when I left that I was closer to God because of the fellowship and it was really just because of the people that were there and the campers were also a huge part of 
of being there. And the campers, they the age range from 8 to 15, sometimes 16, sometimes 7. Like, sometimes we'd have, have as young as a 7-year-old, you know. But they didn't come alone. They always came, like, with an older sibling or something like that. But, yeah, it, it's an experience to, to be up there in the outdoors, in the woods, in fresh air. I mean, I miss that place completely. And I'm so sad that this year it's closed because of the pandemic. And... You know, the campers, they they had a lot of different mixed personalities. So, like, when I was a junior counselor, when I was, and then I became a senior counselor later, my cabin, we would have anywhere between five to ten girls at a time. And there were eight cabins on the whole field, four for the boys, four for the girls. And in my cabin, it was a mixture of personalities. And I, you bond with these girls. And then, so, like... Each week, because I said it was six weeks, each week is a session. So, you know, session one, two, three, four, five. And, you know, each week you'd get different, you'd get a different set of girls and you'd watch how they bond together. You'd watch how they interact with each other. And it was always one of my favorite experiences because, you know, sometimes you get, you get girls that had no, that, that didn't know each other and they, and they would come on come off the bus all nervous and scared and just kind of like you know I've never been to camp before and then you'd have the ones that are, have that are seasoned quote unquote and they're just kind of like well, I've been here this place is great or something like that and then by the end of the week you just see how friendships you literally watch friendships like occur and then and then they're all chatty and hop on the bus and everybody's just chatting. But then when they first come up, it's all quiet. They're just kind of like whisper, 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 because they don't really know each other. And then by the end of the week, it's like it's like you would you would think they came out of the same the same place. <laughs> you know, they think their parents were the same. But it's really a cool place. And you know, after ten years of service, I still think about ways to work up there and help in any way that I can. I mean, you can find them on Facebook. You just search for Sunshine Acres dash camp and conference center, as well as on Instagram, which actually needs to be updated, but it's at sunshine.acres. That's that's their Instagram handle. You can see a bunch of their pictures and things like that. And to find out more information about the camp, you can go to their website at www.sunshineacres.com. I think that, you know, hopefully, God willing, the camp will open up again next year and it'll be amazing. And I'll be able to go up there and possibly do some podcasts up there on the kids and get some kids interviews or something like that. I don't know. But yeah, that place was amazing. And 10, 10 summers of my life were dedicated to this one camp. And I just wanted to talk about it real quick because I know that I've been bringing it up a lot in other episodes. So I didn't want you guys to stay confused about this awesome place. So yeah, that's Sunshine Acres for you. Hey, welcome back from that small break. So my third and final topic today is social media social ladders or the ladders of social media and it's just interesting i have used social media for 
a very long time. It's been a part of my life for a very long time. I actually started with Sconex. You guys remember Sconex? Anybody remember Sconex? It was, I don't even, it, it was sort of like MySpace, but different. And it was very, very orange. I remember it being very, very orange. And I used to use a MySpace account. I, I enjoyed the MySpace account. Like you could add music and Tom was your very first friend. I don't know why he wanted to be friends with everybody, but yeah, so MySpace was pretty cool. You could you could have a song playing as soon as someone came on your profile and you could, you know, update it any way you wanted with all kinds of cool designs. In my, in my opinion, back then, MySpace was pretty cool. I've also used AOL Messenger, Yahoo when it was popular. Even Microsoft had a messenger system. It was Windows Live Messenger. So I've used all those things. And of course, while using those things, I graduated to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, the quote unquote basics. And yeah, I've used a lot of different social platforms growing up. You know, I think that in my junior high school to high school year, that's when social media really became popular. It became very, you know, the, the new hip thing to do. And then all of a sudden, grown ups started coming on social media and it didn't seem as much, seem as popular. I was more so like when Twitter came out, I was happy because I knew that that gave an opportunity for for me to follow celebrities, you know, and just have, I don't know, just, just have them on my timeline so I could see what they would tweet about. And I mean, as I've gotten older, it's just fun. It's just funny how things have changed where before when everything was like you, you would, people would literally post everything that they were doing at that moment. And I didn't always do that, but it was just funny to like read certain things that people would post. Like somebody you would post about their their like their meals or something. And now it's more about conversation starters instead of just random stuff. And I used to think like, why am I so interested in hearing or reading like what someone did for the day? I don't know. I don't know why. And especially like if it was my friends, because I was like, I was with them all day at high school I was with them you know and so just to go rush home to see that they posted something and I'm just like I was a part of that I, I knew that was happening anyway so you know I've never gone viral or anything and not that I really want to because it could be good for you and it could be bad as we all can see with the different viral videos that are circulating the social interwebs and when you're trending, you can't really control the stories or the narrative. So it's very easy for something that could be perceived as a good thing suddenly be a bad thing based on how it's interpreted through the media. And I used to think about how texting used to affect, like when texting was legit 10 cents a text going and coming back, you had to think about what you were sending. But I wasn't always thinking about how people would read my texts. And then after after some years, I thought about it. I was like, wow, like if I'm saying, you know, OK to to a text message and you read it as like, OK, 
or if I'm saying it as okay and you're reading like it as okay you know like you 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 have to like take into consideration how people are going to perceive your work regardless of how you put it out there like there there are some undertones and some some real you know underlying things when you're sending a text message if if the person doesn't know you then you know I could be I could be as happy as I can be texting and the person could be reading it as if I was really really angry anyway I don't know why I went on that tangent so I I you know social media right I commend those people who have been able to climb to the top of the social ladders and they haven't fallen off they haven't had to climb down like I commend those people because it's hard work to stay popular it really is it's hard work to to push put yourself out there and constantly which is why when I see that some celebrities kind of take a mental break from social media I'm just kind of like I feel you because sometimes you just have to it's overwhelming more often than it's not sometimes there's, there's joy through social media but a lot of the times it is so overwhelming so it's such a downer sometimes <laughs> it's such a downer but yeah it takes a lot to be popular and to have you know to have followers because if not then you'll be forgotten and irrelevant you know yesterday's news even though yesterday's news is you know it's 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 just interesting i don't know so like i was just thinking to myself why is it so hard to gain genuine followers and i'm not saying that like i have a whole lot of followers on my social media accounts i don't i have as many as whoever wanted to follow me i don't you know i don't have a whole lot of people that i'm following either unless it's my personal twitter then i have a lot of people that i'm following that i don't really know and so it's just funny that like you know you do the whole follow for follow train or you or you're or people will say hey do you want to you know join our follow group you just gotta follow all these people and then you know they'll follow you back maybe it's not it's not guaranteed that these folks will follow you back and then you're just so then i start to think to myself is it really worth it to follow random strangers just to have that follow back? I mean, right now through through this whole podcasting thing, I'm, you know, I'm learn I'm listening to a lot of different podcasts that I probably wouldn't if I didn't start podcasting. And it's interesting cuz like, you know, the way the the way to get more listeners right now is to you know, subscribe for a subscription or or just, you know, you put your, you self-promote yourself and then you ask for feedback, which I do. I do love feedback from other people and I try and whenever I see someone or see a podcast that I'm interested in, I will listen to, listen to a few episodes and then comment and give that person feedback because it's better to, to give feedback than to, to not. Like, I think that everybody deserves, you know deserves your input at that point and so you know i just was thinking about how people go viral so quickly it's so easy to go viral now nowadays but it's not at the same time like it's it really depends on your network it depends on who you're following and who's following you like if you could post till you're blue in the face 
And if nobody shares what you're what you're what you're posting, then of course you're not gonna go viral. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's, it's hard. I mean, I'd love to go viral in a good way, but I think it's a lot of pressure to keep that same momentum going. And if it's not something that you want, if it's not something that you're mentally prepared for, like how do you mentally prepare for people knowing about you so quickly? You know, I, I look at all those videos that go viral so fast because we're all sharing the same thing over and over and over again. And then just based off of your face and your name, people are finding you so fast. And so it's actually kind of scary because people can just do one click a tab here and there and then bam they they know a lot about you they and you know it's 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 kind of scary when you think about it i don't know like maybe maybe i'm old school or whatever but it is it's a little scary to think that someone could just find you instantly because of how social media operates but it, you got to prepare yourself for when it happens to you like how do you really prepare for that when you all of a sudden wake up to be to being viral so i mean i've seen some folks that like on twitter they'll they'll comment and say oh i've got a you know i've got a muted or whatever because it's blowing up i didn't realize this was gonna blow up so fast this and this and this and you're just surprised by how people react so quickly that's one of the beautiful things about social media and it's one of the awful things about social media because people react so quickly and they we don't think first we just sort of like see it get a reaction and then either repost it or just be you know indifferent about it and so it's it's very social media is a very very tricky uh source sorceress because it pulls you in and then you're hooked and anytime you try and pull away just for a minute you feel like you've missed everything everything and the only times that i really felt like i missed everything was when i missed a day of school yeah that's right i was that kind of person that loved to go to school not for the drama or you know for anything like that but just still i remember being sick i remember being sick one week and so much happened in that week like i there was there were fights there was you know people pulling off hats and you know it was it was madness and i was so upset that i missed it you know and and you only got to find out not through social media you got to find out through friends who would call and say girl guess what happened in school today like that is how you found out now you know i don't have to miss a thing if i'm on social media it's that simple i mean i've taken breaks from social media before but as soon as you do you really do feel like you missed out on a lot of different things and even if even if you try to take a break people will still because we're able to share everything too so people will still share things with you send it to your send it to through text or something like that it's very it's very hard to get away from social media you have to really work at it or turn your phone completely off go off the grid to do it so I just thought it would it was an interesting topic to talk about social media and how how people go viral and gaining followers and all that stuff. Just be prepared for everything that follows if you do go viral, you know. It could be great. If you if you go viral and things are great, that is awesome. You can promote whatever you need to promote and be a voice to a larger community. But if it goes sideways, oh 
just try to seriously mental mentally prepare for that because it's a lot I like I said I commend those folks that are able to face the masses because a lot of the times it's not is not as easy as it looks so that's it for this episode I hoped you liked it subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify Google other podcast platforms get notified for new episodes once you subscribe leave me a voice message on anchor as you can see i played one last episode if you if you if you give me one i will put it on my podcast as simple as that rate and review the podcast i really do enjoy reading those reviews and those in the feedback hit me up on twitter and instagram at katie time podcast and stay iced on with a fitted jk jk just kidding stay cool people this summer he is not messing around deuces hey katie time fans don't forget to subscribe to wherever you're listening to this on for weekly updates there's new episodes every week and you can send me feedback by following me on twitter and instagram at katie time podcast or you can email me at katytimepodcast at gmail.com whichever you prefer to hit me up i'd really appreciate hearing from you guys thanks